Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast. Everybody's here, and we're talking football. Last week's games, this week's games, news, transfer news, everything from the football world. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop, and share the podcast around. Right, let's get started. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Well, definitely for the very first time this evening, definitely not a redo at all, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome along to your weekly instalment of football-based nonsense with myself, Paul Williams, your Middlesbrough correspondent, with Stuart Wobbenty, your whole correspondent. How are you, sir? Hello, I am, um, I'm, uh, yeah, whatever, all good. Obviously, uh, decided to skip English language uh, lessons today. Very yes. nice, Stu, very nice. Uh, your Nottingham Forest correspondent, Mr. Matthew Moore, how are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. <clears throat> and our... I can't really combine all three clubs together for one, so I'll just do our generic correspondent and leader slash creator of the podcast network. Mr. Andrew Cook, how are you, sir? Uh, like Neo in The Matrix, I'm trying to dodge germs like they were bullets. But other than that, I am... Well's probably not the right way of putting it. I am surviving. To uh, to shock absolutely no one, um, yeah, haven't seen that film, so don't really get the reference. Paul, not seen a film. Just, oh, I'm so shocked about that. I'm, I'm just going to go. <laughs> Ram's I, thought there was, I thought there was something else going on. There was like, I'm just going to go get a bat I'm to gonna, smash gonna, you around your I'm face. I thought that was what was coming. So, yes, it's the football podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll go through last week's predictions. We'll get this week's upcoming games to go through and then we'll send you on your merry way where you uh, can consider yourselves a little bit more educated on the comings and goings of uh, Middlesbrough, Hull and Nottingham Forest. But before we get there, as it is January, as it is the transfer window still being open, we'll do a little uh, transfer dealings roundup. Uh, I'll go first as uh, Middlesbrough have done zero business this week so there is absolutely nothing for me to update so that's that done and dusted nice and uh, nice and snapping we'll come to uh Nottingham. we'll go to we'll go to the we'll go back up to the premier league shall we for the next installment mr moore what's uh, what's been going on at the uh, at the city ground i think last week you will have covered loic Bardi going back to Rennes and then straight to Sevilla, and josh baller coming back to forest and then kind of just did the complete reverse of uh, the summer he went came back to forest and then went back to blackpool um yeah <clears throat> and if we missed that, i missed it I, I, missed, I forgot to tell you alex mighton has returned from sheffield wednesday much to steve cooper's anger he's not very happy about it because uh, i don't think he can i think he must have played for forest at some point 
before he went out to Sheffield United, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, so he can't go and play for a third team unless they play for uh, apply for special dispensation. <clears throat> that being said, I I didn't think it counted when it came to like loans because obviously you can have like short term loans and I don't think they count. So unless it's a case of he can only go out on short term loans for the rest of the season. Like a month at a then, time. So. so then that means he can only go on short-term loan for a month at the end of January because you can only do a short-term loan. So I presume, yeah. So, yeah, uh, he's back at Forest. I don't know. He might be getting games with the under-23s. I can't see him getting into the match day squad. Um, for any cups, now, since we're only left in one. Um, and then it's been on the cards for a while, I think. Um, so then they have eventually signed Danilo from Palmeiras, same place as they got Scarpa from, um, defensive midfielder. Um, that's all I know. So from what I understand, um, it's not that Danilo, and it's not that other Danilo, uh, and it's potentially not even that other Danilo. Um, it seems to be a bit of a um, popular name in Brazil, that one. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's the one who previously played for Man City or Real Madrid or no, Juventus. I think, I think he's, a, he's a young player. I think I don't, I don't think he's like I don't think he's a not like a. I think I think he's kind of a not a well known but kind yeah, of yeah not a, not an established name. Shall we say. No, no. But just what Forest needed another defensive midfielder. It's not like we've got about five. Um, yeah, it's not like they signed like one of the championship's best last season, then just. Don't play him. So. Don't play him. Well, he's apparently on his way. Could possibly be on his way back out. Um, I had seen he was potentially one of the names that was eligible to be on the on the move this uh, this window. So watch this space. Well, yeah. Then apparently we're in for um, playing that. I don't know where that fits in with obviously Ryan. I uh, will talk about later. Ryan Yates possibly being injured for a bit. Um, but also we're looking at Navas at PSG for a goalkeeper. Um, ah, interesting. Uh, but apart from that, that's it. That's the only official incoming to Forest. No outgoings. Um, but watch this space. I suppose if you do sign a goalkeeper, he'll get two games in the cup and that'll be... Uh... <laughs> I was going to say, that is literally the only reason they're signing oh, and one And one game in the league towards the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marvellous. Let's, uh, let's take a little trip over to East Yorkshire then. So, we have had nobody come in this week to Hull. Um, we have had some returns, however. So, the young, the younger generation of our goalkeeping fraternity have uh, both been out on loan the first half of the season. Uh, and keepers Harvey Cartwright and David, Rob- David Robson are back from loans at Peterborough and Crawley, respectively. So... I imagine that they'll probably look to go back out somewhere else. It seems the Peterborough one was a bit um, probably maybe expected because Harvey Cartwright will have obviously worked with Grant McCann at some point. Now Grant McCann has been relieved of his duties there. Uh, the new guy is probably come, coming in to clean house. But, but yeah, so I imagine they'll be back out shortly. So, so um, I'm sorry, did, did, did you just say the new guy? For Peter, oh sorry, yeah. Well, 
I very much think he's not the new guy. He's uh, he's back for the fourth time. So. Give him credit just to the end of the season. Oh, is that is that what he said? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> is that because then uh, he can come back again at the end of next season? <laughs> <laughs> um, for those of you that don't know, we're talking about uh, the offspring of Sir Alex Ferguson has returned Darren to uh, the managerial position at Peterborough. It's almost like he's got a loyalty card for that job at this point. Um, that, that, that must be it, isn't it? Like, you know, if you, if you manage him like, for a fifth time, he gets to own the club for free or something like that. So. <laughs> must at least get a free coffee out of it. <laughs> You'd like to think so. And, and we're talking a big one, not a little one. I was, yeah. Yeah, I like it. And uh, in the outgoing department, we... Uh, and anything that uh, Forrest can do with theirs, we can obviously copy as well because we signed uh, Dogacon Cynic in the summer. He's been there since July and he's already leaving. So um, he has gone on loan to Turkish side Antalya Sport until the end of the season. Um, he only made 12 appearances for us, uh, but Antalya Sport is his hometown club where he, uh, he signed as a boy. So there's, there's obviously a strong connection and definitely wasn't going to get a game anymore so um why not ease that wage bill ever so slightly very very nice obviously not so much for mr cynic who has to leave the uh english riviera <laughs> definitely not he wasn't at Torquay at any point so as we said last week it was the debut of the new book Three games, no, sorry, I tell a lie. No, no, sorry, it was only three games. Three games were put into it from a predictions perspective. So let's go through those three games right now. We started the week with Nottingham Forest at home to Leicester City. How did this one go, Mr. Moore? Well, as my dad reliably informed me that uh, someone had put, um, it was the first Mid- East Midlands derby since, like, they'd written somewhere in one of the one of the one of the big newspapers. It was the first Midlands derby since Derby had played Leicester, however many years ago. Forgetting that, you know, maybe he was a Forest fan and it was also blocked out the four 0 thrashing that had happened like what less than six months ago. So, <laughs> cracking job for the bit of research in that paper. What four months ago? Sorry. Um, so yeah, the la- so the first the first East Midlands derby. In four months, not you know five or six years, as they'd apparently written, uh, or also forgetting, I was also forgetting that Forrest had played Leicester in the cup last season. Um, so fair enough, they might have gone with the league stats, but okay, we'll go. You know, so the first Leicester Forest game at the city ground since last year's FA Cup, uh, okay, so <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Uh, Apparently, a really good performance. Forrest looked dominant from the highlights that I saw. Uh, Forrest, Forrest win 2-0. Um, two really good goals. I think, kind of looking at um, kind of what looking at the game, uh, Morgan Gibbs-White seems to really have settled down into the team at the moment. And reading the uh, comments from the hundreds of Brazilian followers we need, Forrest all of a sudden seem to have gained from Scarpa joining. They were also very impressed by Morgan Gibbs. What? They, at the start, they were like, oh, why is Scarpa not getting the ball more? 
oh, number 10 needs to be giving up the ball. Oh, no, by the end, they were like, oh, no, number 10 is absolutely awesome kind of thing. So, uh, so yeah, he seemed to really be kind of the kind of glue that was kind of thread, you know, keeping everything together and the, all that kind of cliche. But having said that, he didn't score the goals. Um, podcast favourite, Brennan Johnson getting two goals. Two very nice finishes as well. Um, which took Forrest up to 13th. I'm not sure whether they were still 13th. But, you know. Um, but the unfortunate kind of thing is, is that I kind of touched on it before, but a bit of an injury crisis seems to be hitting Forrest at the moment. We seem to have a lot, we had a lot of, you know, thank God we signed 24, 25 players this year because uh, we seem to be needing them at the moment. Um, so Yates went off injured just be, just after half time. Um, there's no news on how long he's going to be out. But also, and I kind of mentioned it before that Forrest were looking for a keeper, Dean Henderson is rumoured to be out for three to four weeks, which is a massive miss. And judging by Wayne Hennessy's um, performance at Manchester United the other week, we definitely probably need a better goalkeeper than what we've than what he provides with him and Jordan Smith as the other backup. So yeah. 2-0 win, but came at a bit of a cost. Mm, not good moving forward, but in in the in the here and now, a great three points. Like you say, the dizzying heights of 13th, certainly not unlucky for Forrest, let's put it that way. From a predictions perspective, myself, Mr Woodmansey and Mr Moore all went for varying degrees of draws. Myself and Stu went for a 1-1. I had a one and Barnes to score. Stu had Gibbs White and Barnes to score. At least Gibbs White made the game as a one you didn't even get in the uh, the squad, which was he nice. Um, Matt had a two-two draw with um, Madison and Barnes to score for Leicester. Gibbs White and Johnson to score for Forest. Gets himself a cheeky point there. Mister Cook though, his optimism. We knew it would pay dividends eventually. And he's starting to reap those rewards, ladies and gentlemen. Went for a 2-1 Nottingham Forest win. <clears throat> Sadly, just let down by Leicester being so shit they couldn't even score. Almost two points there. So he gets a point for his correct result. He also had a one and Johnson to score. So bags himself a second point after the first game. Myself and Stu get to score. Mr Moore on one. Andy takes the lead with two points. Our second game of the week... Takes us over to Hull, where Hull were taking on Huddersfield Town. Um, we were in Hull at the time of the game, but we were not at the game, were we, Mr Woodmanson? No. I mean, the, the pub was calling, so it was what it was. Um, but you'll be, you'll be interested to know that this is the first Hull City versus Huddersfield game um, since the 1st of April last year, just to keep in uh, theme with Matt's statistic. Um so yeah, he made seen he made seven changes from the cup game against Fulham, as to be expected. Um, Sean McLaughlin made his fiftieth appearance for for the club, and yeah, looked to to try and separate themselves from yet another relegation contender at this point in the season. So Hull do the um, only thing they know how to do, and that is to go goal down after twenty one minutes. Um, Helix scored for Huddersfield, and that is Helix's second goal of the season. Does anybody want to guess when he scored his first goal of the season? That's right. In the reverse fixture earlier um, in the season. 
and he even put his hand up there. He was so happy. Uh, it came from a, a football came... question they knew the answer to. <laughs> it, the goal came from a corner, so obviously there'll be the, the um, inquiry about set-piece defending. Uh, but generally, um, I spoke to Rich as well about it. He was at the game. Um, Huddersfield were, were the better side. And then, in the 98th minute, the very last kick of the game. That's right, Andy. I can see you looking confused. It was the 98th minute of a 90-minute game. Yep. The last kick. Oscar Estepinian sticks his leg out, flails his ankle at it, and uh, gave the keeper absolutely no chance. If he intended that finish, fair play to him, because it was pretty audacious, but it was a really good, really good goal for us. Um, sort of keeps everything... Uh, status quo, I guess, between us and them as well. Um, it's six games unbeaten in the league for Hull, so it's starting to, to build something. But like I said on the podcast a little earlier in the season, don't want to turn into the new Preston and draw every game because this is not fun. Um, we do one one of our regular listeners who uh, messaged me from time to time, Max, um, made a great point to me a few weeks ago. And it's particularly about the manager. So the quote from Rossinia after the game was directly this. Teams aren't creating against us, but teams are scoring goals against us. And that needs to change. Uh, Max's comment from a few weeks ago was, as much as Rossinia seems like a nice guy, he sounds like a competition winner every time he gives a speech after the game, which is absolutely true. Uh, that made zero sense. So yeah, 1-1, we move on. Well, before we move on, I would just like to say this was uh, watching the equaliser was made all the better for the clip that I had seen on Twitter of them uh, Hull scoring the equaliser and ooh, I'd say a good 50 or so of their supporters literally running as fast as they could across the south stand or possibly the north stand. You'll have to answer that one for me. Towards the hordes of away supporters to goad them into the fact that they just considered a last-minute equaliser. That was pretty funny, as uh, I don't think I've ever seen a mass of people run quite so fast before in my life. Um, It'll be the North Stand. Yeah, South Stand is the family stand, so it's, um, it, it, it's the goal. Uh, it's the end where the goal was scored, so yeah, it was the North, North Stand. So... Predictions-wise, <clears throat> myself and Mr. Moore have both gone for Hull City wins. I went for 1-0 with Tete to score. Matt had gone for 2-1 with Tufan and Estupinian to score for Hull. Ward to score for Huddersfield. Gets himself a point despite not having the correct result. Mr. Woodmansey had a 2-2 draw with Longman and Estupinian to score for Hull. Rhodes and Hopes to score for Huddersfield. So Mr. Woodmansey gets himself Two points there. He's at it again, though, ladies and gentlemen. Not his optimistic pick. This guy steers in with the 1-1 draw, getting himself two points for the correct score. He's also got Rhodes to score for Huddersfield. That's no point there. But Estupinian to score for Hull. So Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Cook bags himself three tasty points there. So after two games, I am yet to score. 
Mr. Woodmansey and Mr. Muller on two points. Andy absolutely rifling it home with five points. Our last game of the week took us over to Teesside, where Middlesbrough took on Millwall. This one was nil-nil at half-time. Not a great deal of stuff happened in the first half. It was quite a quiet game. Um, and then in the second half, uh, Stu's favourite striker manages to pop up on the right-hand side with a little through ball. A little snapshot. First off, like, as soon as he gets into the box, which gets blocked by the uh, by the defender, manages to round it back, cut back inside onto his left and just stick it under the goalkeeper for a lovely little tidy finish. And that's how the game finished. Just the one goal in it. That's uh, a lovely little 1-0 win. Uh, Middlesbrough keeping up their record of scoring every game so far under Michael Carrick. And now they're starting to pick up a couple of clean sheets here and there, which is always, uh, always a bonus. Uh, from a predictions perspective... Mr. Woodmansey had gone for a 1-1 draw here with Akpom and Honeyman to score. Gets himself zero points. Um, myself, Mr. Moore and Mr. Cook had all gone for de- uh, varying different degrees of Middlesbrough win. Mr. Moore had gone 2-0 with Akpom and Archer to score. Just gets himself a point for the um, for the goal, uh, for the result there. Um, Mr. Cook had gone 2-1 to the Borough with Akpom and Foz to score for the Borough and Saville to score for Millwall. I had gone for 3-1 with Akpom, uh, Archer and Fawes to score for the Borough and Fleming to score for Millwall. So, two points for Mr Cook, two points for me, one point for Mr Moore. For the week's total, so sadly, no points for Mr Woodmansey. So, week total, after three games, myself and Mr Woodmansey on two points. Mr Moore... Three points, but winning the week with a stellar seven points from the three games. Take a bow, Mr. Andrew Cook. He's actually doing it as well. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. There were some weeks where we could do seven games and not get seven points. To get that from three games is pretty good going. It's, It's mightily impressive. Well done, sir. So, that just leaves us with week 23's predictions to go through. There are four games across two different competitions. Uh, we've got league games to start us off and then a Carabao Cup semi-final first leg to go through. But before we start off with the week 23 predictions, we are just going to take a small break just to refresh, replenish, and then uh, go again to give you the high-quality entertainment that you need, ladies and gentlemen. So, don't touch that dial as we'll be right back. Recording in progress. She's back. She's back. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. That just means the second half of your weekly roundup. So we left off wrapping up week 22, which means we have week 23 ahead of us. As I said, four games this week. Um, We're in one of those strange positions where we have a game on a Friday, Saturday and Sunday and then a midweek fixture to tantalise the taste buds. So we'll start with the Friday night fixture, which takes place on Sky Sports between Sheffield United and Hull City. Obviously, it's Mr. Woodman's team, so he will go last. I have some words in front of me in the book, so I will jump in first with my prediction and sadly... It's not gonna. It's not gonna make great reading for Hull City fans, I'm afraid, Stu. Um, I have gone for a three-nil Sheffield United win, um, with them being at home, 
with them being in the form that they're in, I, I, I feel like they're probably just going to be a bit too strong for most teams that take them on at this particular time. I've gone for Ndai to get two and Berger to get the uh, to get the third. Um, I hope I'm wrong, as uh, obviously the more points that Sheffield United pick up, the more difficult it's going to be for uh, the unstoppable train that is Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough to catch him. So it'd be nice if Hull could beat him, but I don't see it happening. Um, Matt, what have you got down for this one? I've gone, unfortunately, I'm, I'm in some level of agreement with you. I've gone for a Sheffield United 2-1 win. 2-1. Adopted the principal. He's in the room. Has to give him a goal. I wasn't as generous. Your goal scorers? Uh, Indai and Bogle. And Estepinian. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Good old Butch Oscar. Fresh from his trip to Hull train station, no less. Mr. Cook, your thoughts? (laughs) Sometimes there are times to be optimistic and sometimes there aren't. But this is one of those times. So 1-0 to Hull. Let's do this. Come on. I always like to think think that there's, there's situations where, like, you know, I would, I would like to root for any underdog. So, 1-0. Estupinian to score that there goal. One thing we didn't mention off the back of the whole uh, the whole draw and the Estupinian goal was that it does, in fact, draw him... Not draw him level. It brings him to within one of tubes at the top of the goal-scoring charts in the Championship. So... Watch this space. That could get. That could be an interesting little sort of like side pod uh, podcast thing for the uh, for the end of the season. Which which of the seat which of the strikers will end up with more goals? But watch this space. Go on, this Stu. What do you reckon is going to happen? Well, I'd like to buy into Andy's theory. I really would. Um, again, stranger things have happened. We've got a good away following because it's essentially one of the local games. Uh, they've sold out the away end already, so Sheffield United two 0 <laughs> Unfortunately, I'll, I'll, I'm hoping obviously we get something, but it's this for me feels a bit like one of them free games in the sense of it won't be one that they've got the cards marked to get anything from. So yeah. any anything from this game will be a bonus. Um, yeah. So I've gone for uh, Burger as well to get one so taking a leaf from you and nobody's mentioned Billy Sharp so you know there it is I did have a look and I did see that he, did, he has started the last couple of games uh, and, it, and I was like I haven't heard Sander Berger's name for a while and considering that he's far too good for the uh, for the championship anyway um, wouldn't be surprised if someone's tempted to test the waters with a cheeky bid for him before the window closes. I will I will always pick Billy Sharp when he plays against us on the basis he is the same. He's a former Scunthorpe United player, so that is also true. That is also true. So our next game takes us back up into the Premier League on Saturday, where Bournemouth take on Nottingham Forest. Mr. Moore's team, he will go last. Stu, what have you got for this one? Before we start, is a one year still injured? Because I noticed he wasn't in the team. 
unknown would be the kind of thing. Um, Cooper seems to play the kind of Belichick kind of twatty NFL coach kind of thing of like, oh, well, you know, he's under treatment at the moment and we don't quite know yet. Uh, I don't so, know. You know, like Morgan Gibbs White was out for several weeks and then he's boss in the midfield at the moment. So, so you know, would, would it be would it be prudent to say that his uh, his his designation at the minute would be questionable? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, questionable game time decision, kind of you know that kind of. Uh, didn't attend practice this week, but you know, on the day it's going to be it's going to be decided. Yeah. Well, that that will slightly influence mine because I'll play safe then because I did have on the paper it'll be I've got one nil Forest, um, and seeing as the one he is not nailed on, I'll go Gibbs White because he apparently will be so. And if he's been playing well, then it's about time we got on the score sheet again. So, I'm not gonna lie, I've I've, I've three, really enjoyed number three, back, number three. I've really enjoyed seeing him play. Ever since he got that goal, he's sort of like he's coming to his own a bit, and he's sort of like taken off. And like he's, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's proven that he's worth the money they've spent, as I still feel they've probably overpaid for him. But he's, you know, he's getting there. He's slowly but surely paying back that fee. Uh, Mr. Cook, what have you got for this one? One nil, Forest. With my favourite Forest player, Brendan Johnson Scott. Oh, I thought you were gonna thought you were gonna pull a fast one there and say, yeah, I've gone for my favourite Forest player, Steve Cook, to score the goal. Brian Yates. Joe Lolly. Listen, even <laughs> even Yates, even Yates' immediate family don't think of him as their favourite Forest player. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he loves it. We're quite optimistic predicting this game anyway because uh, Bournemouth have still got three or four days for part of their stadium to blow away like last time. Or to catch Forrest up with buying players. <laughs> They've got a, a, offered a canter in in, uh, in January. It's raining, it's raining tenors in Dorset, is it? Lovely. <laughs> uh, I have gone for a 2-1 Nottingham Forest win. Uh, I've gone for uh, the namesake Moore to score for Bournemouth, and then I've gone for Johnson and Scarper to get a goal for Forest. Uh, go on, then, Mr. Moore. What's this one going to pan out as? I've gone for a one-all draw. Oh, boo! It's been a, it's been a good run of form, but we've kind of got to be a little bit optimistic as the away form is, as we're repeatedly told. Not great. Um, so I've got one all Solanke and Morgan Gibbs White to score. You've got to remember Wayne Hennessy's in goal as well, so uh, Yes, I had not I had not considered that. Ugh. I've already got I've already put Bomber on to score, that's fine. Um our third game of the week takes us on to Sunday. And their lunchtime fixture, oh, and it's a tasty one, ladies and gentlemen. It's a tea, it's a weird teased derby where Sunderland will take on a Middlesbrough. My team, I will have the honour and the privilege of going last. So let's go straight to 
Mr. Andrew Cook for his prediction. It's two. It's nil to the borough. And your goal scorers, please. Fours. And he's uh, he's launched his own T-shirts. I've seen, thanks to Mr. Woodmancy, old Tumor. Saw a uh, saw a clip today of um, the fact that his uh, his his son saw him scoring a goal on telly, and I think he just started uh, clapping. So I was like, "Oh, well, that's lovely." Uh, and somebody just captured it. Well, even even Tuba's son's all aboard the Tuba train, so you know. If he knows, everybody knows. Uh, Mr. Wobbensey, what have you got for this one? I have got 1-2. So, Sunderland 1, Middlesbrough 2. Um, I mean, there's definitely going to be no sendings off in this game, is there? Um, <laughs> I, 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 do you know what? Do you know what? I would have said it's absolutely nailed on. But the, uh, the, the prime candidate got himself binned off at the weekend, so he's not going to play. Who's that? Luke O'Neill. He is a fucking dirty bastard. Well, speaking of those, um, I've gone for Crooks for Borough and McGree because I feel like those two... Sorry, I thought you were still talking about the red cards there for a second. No, 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 no. I mean, I for those two particularly, I have this down as going to be... I don't think it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be one of those games where it's a bit snippy um, and those two aren't in the side to score worldy screamers, are they? They're in there to get in amongst it and... McGree? Yeah, well... I've yeah. seen all of his goals this season. They're all bangers. Well, yeah, but he, he is also a chippy little mother as well, so that's that's the sort of game it's going to be for me. Um, and purely because I'm that egotistical, I've gone for Stewart to score for Sunderland. Not spelt right, though, eh? No, it's not. It's spelt very wrong. His is more I, believe been, I believe you've been burnt by that in the past, haven't you? You've been burnt with an autograph from a, uh, from a wrestling personality when they've called you with that particular name. Yeah, it was. It, I, I mean, I can't mention names at this point, Angelina Love, but we'll. Um, yeah. No, plus, Stuart scored against us when we drew 1 1, playing against 10 men. So I know that he's, uh, he's quick. Mm. He's also a big bastard. He's tall, gangly, hard to mark. Mr Moore, what have you got for this one? I've gone for a two-all draw. Desmond? Fiery northeast derby-ish. So I've gone two for Stewart, and then Akpom and Fours to score. Very, very nice. I have... The same result as one member of the podcast. I too have gone for a two-one Middlesbrough win. I have also gone for Stewart to score for Sunderland. I have also gone for McGree to score for Middlesbrough, but I've also gone for Akpom to score for Middlesbrough. So two-one Akpom and McGree, and. If anything else is to be believed, McGree will score from about 75 yards. He'll be off the floor as he hits it, and he'll be, I don't know, wearing some sort of frilly tutu or something like that just to make it an extra an extra special worldy strike. Our final game of the week, 
takes us to the aforementioned Carabao Cup semi-final first leg for the right to play either Newcastle or please be Southampton in the final. It is Nottingham Forest versus Manchester United. Now, of course, regardless of his injury status, this is a Nottingham Forest without Dean Henderson, bear in mind, unless Man United gave them the special dispensation to play, which I believe their answer would have been. <laughs> Apparently, Forrest asked just to make sure. Okay. I'd, I'd like to think that if they had some sort of banner about them, they basically sort of like did that thing where they go, um, um, uh, let me just then. Uh, no. <laughs> that is that kind of Jordy thing of shy bands getting out or God Love the Trier. That is very, very true. But yeah. So, Nottingham Forest, Manchester United, Carabao Cup, semi-final, first leg. I have gone for a 1-0 Nottingham Forest win. The reason is because I think Man United will make a lot of changes in this one. I think he'll want to see his squad, um, see what he's got in there. So, I don't think they'll play the first-teamers. And I think Forest might be able to capitalise on that. So, I've gone for 1-0. And I believe, I'm hoping that he's going to be fit again at this point. So, I've gone for a one-year to get the goal. Uh, Mr. Cook, what have you got for this one? So, I, I presume if if hypothetically somebody had picked a draw, they would also need to designate... Nope. No. No. You're talking after this one because it's a two-legged affair. So if it's a draw, it just remains as a draw. Where do we stand with the way goals on this? Uh, I don't think they... They ruled them out a while back, didn't they? I, think. I just don't think they've ever been in... League Cup games. Hmm. Might have to double check that one, but I don't think they count. So, so my my prediction may not come as a surprise at this point. A one-one draw. Um, I also put down a one-year before before learning of his possible injury, but I will leave it as because it's X number of games away and he may return. Um, with what you've said about Manchester United, I was like, mm, but I've still gone with Rashford to score. As long as he didn't say, Ronaldo, we were all good. Um, obviously, you know, anybody in the know will realise that this is technically a podcast derby. But we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that, so let's move on. That'd be, that'd be silly, wouldn't it? Uh, Mr. Woodmansey, what have you got for this? Um, I don't agree that he'll... He, I think his team are finding some form at the moment and I think he'll probably do his best to keep that going. Uh, add into the mix the fact that Southampton dumped out the noisy neighbours last round. Um, they've got a sniff of a uh, trophy in his first season. I don't think he's resting players. But I've, I've gone for, unfortunately for Matt, I've gone for a nil-two to Manchester United. Uh, with Rashford and Anthony to score, not the Martial variety. <laughs> because why would you pick that shit bastard? Obviously. Uh, he's, got, he's got one goal that sort of scuffed in off his shin a few weeks back, didn't he? But... Now, nah, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just pretend that never happened. Um, I can, all, can also confirm that he hasn't started the game tonight. They've gone with Big Wout up top against Crystal Palace this evening so go on then Matt what are we having for this one I have kind of gone with the stew camp on this one uh, I've gone for a 3-1 
Man United win. Oh dear. I just think they're going to want to win the cup. I think you know, um, what's his face? Ten Hag, like one, you know, set out his door. He wants to win a, a cup. They've been playing a weakened side through most of the competition and done all right. Um, so, and when you look at their weakened side, good chunk of them played in the World Cup. Considering last round it was Maguire and Martinez as the centre backs. So I'm like, yeah, that's not too bad, is it? World Cup winner and. I mean, Harry was there, wasn't he? So, you know, um, so yeah, so I've gone, yeah, 3-1 Man United win. I've gone Freuler for Forrest. Yep. And then Rashford, Fred and Garnacho as the goal scorers. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. He's officially lost his mind. He's actually tipped up Fred to score a goal. He's God, God, just after Christmas. God, that guy's garbage. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. That is your weekly fix, if you will. Your, your dose, your sort of your your, your hit, your, your smack, your weekly smack from a football perspective. Done and dusted. Four games, two different competitions. Hopefully, plenty of points, and uh, dare I say, four wins for our teams. Could it be a bit too, maybe too greedy to ask for that? Probably is. We can but dream. All that's left for me to do is to thank these three gentlemen for joining me on this uh, this crazy roller coaster ride that is the football season. Join us again next week, where we'll break it all down. We'll go through the weeks out of the week after's games. Although, sadly, I do believe there'll be no Forest game the week after next, as it's FA Cup weekend. There are championship pictures scheduled in, though. So, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And until then, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now. So, there you go. What do you think of that? Another week of games gone. Another week of games to look forward to. Some big games there. Big games. Thank you for joining us, thank you for listening and or watching. One last thing before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you might want to drop. And uh, yeah, like I said before, do share the podcast around. It's, uh, you know, word of mouth is a good thing for podcasting. You can also check out our website, it's thecookiecast.com. Over there we've got social media links and an email button. You can get in touch with us. Tell us who your favourite team is. How about that? That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to CockyCast. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe.